don't guard it tonight, if we don't guard what we have, they're, they're going to take it away. Amen. They're already trying to take everything we've got away from us. Amen. Uh, they don't want the Lord. They don't want nothing to do with God. Amen. And the devil surely don't want us to have it. And if we're not careful, we're going to lose. We're going to lose what we have. And uh, so you pray tonight. You pray for this revival. I, I'll say it's probably the most important revival, yes, amen, in, in the history of this church. It's what's yeah. going to take this week, going to yeah. take place, amen. Uh, because, listen, we, we went a year, we went we went through a time and a period, uh, amen, where we couldn't come in and we couldn't. Right. Hey, listen, that's behind us now, y'all, amen. That's behind. I, I know, listen, that COVID's still out there. I've got a friend of mine I told you a while ago, Randy Thomas. Is, he was my Sunday school teacher when I got saved. And I, I love that man to death. And, and, and I was with him just a couple of weeks ago. And, and uh, we were talking then, should you get the shot, should you not get the shot? And his wife was saying the same thing because she's a school teacher. And, and then now he's got it. And uh, she told me this morning, he's, he's real bad sick. And, and listen, uh, that stuff's around, but I'm glad we're able to come back in church, amen. I'm glad we're able to be back in the house of God and worship God again, amen. And it is good. I mean, it's good to be able to shake somebody's hand and hug somebody's neck and not wondering if you're getting something, amen. It's good. But they would love to shut it down again. They would love for us, amen, not to be able to come in here and get to, you know Why? Because they know when God's people get together like this. Amen. When God's people come together like this and God's in the midst, they be, they, there's unity. Amen. And they don't want us to be together in unity. Amen. Because they know the power and the force. Amen. That's behind what we are. Amen. They know what it is. And they don't want us. They'd rather us be scattered abroad throughout this nation. Amen. But I'm glad God's people are coming back. Amen. Brother Chris, I want to thank you tonight. I went, I went to him a while ago. I, I heard Brother Chris preach a message, and I, I'm telling y'all, it's probably one of the best messages I've ever heard a man of God preach and, and on why hell is more than a cuss word. Amen. Yeah. If you ain't heard it, you need to go on your own face or whatever that is you got going on back there and, and listen to it, because I did. Amen. amen. Powerful message. Amen. It needs to be preached. Yeah. Hell's real, amen. 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 And those that are lost ain't going to escape it either. That's right. Amen. You're right, brother. And those that are saved need to be telling those that are lost, amen. 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 Thank you. If you have your Bibles, Mark chapter 2. This ain't nothing new. But I hope it'll help you. I'm just going to give it to you the way God gave it to me, amen, amen. and Hope it'll help you tonight, amen, and you'll see what's going on and what we need desperately, amen, desperately. You know this story here in verse number one, chapter two of the book of Mark. If you're there, say amen. And again, and that means this happened before. That means this ain't the first time, amen. And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he that he was in the house. It wasn't noised about anybody else but him. Amen. That he was in the house, and straightway many were gathered together, in so much 
that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And here it is. He preached a word unto them. It's Noah's about him. And it was him that was doing the preaching. Amen. And the Bible says, and they came unto him. The one that was preaching to them. Amen. Said they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born afore. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the, the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Aren't you glad there's one tonight that can still forgive your sins? It's him. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Boy, the devil always shows up. Amen. I I promise you in every church service, the devil is always present. Trying to hinder the work of the Lord. And there they were, the Bible says, reasoning in their hearts, why doeth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? I like this word immediately. Right then, right there, in that place. (laughs) The Bible says when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they shall reason within themselves... He said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? I guess that got their attention. Because nobody went over there and said, Hey, they're saying bad things about you. Hey, they're questioning what you're doing. No, he already knew. By the way, by the way, he knows what you're thinking too. He, He knows where you are. He knows what's going on in your life. He knows what you're reasoning in your heart. And the Bible says when he, when he did this, he, he said, why reason you these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise, take up thy bed and walk. Yeah. Now which is easier? They're questioning it. The devil's there trying to hinder it. And the Bible says, but that you may know, (laughs) I like this, that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sin. (laughs) Amen. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise. (laughs) In other words, get up. And take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And immediately, right then, right there, that same day, hallelujah, there's that word again. The Bible says right then, immediately he arose. The crippled man got up and took up that bed that was carrying him. Amen. He carried it back. Amen. The Bible says he went forth before them all in so much that they were all amazed. I'm glad God can still dumbfound the devil. Amen. 
The Bible says they were all amazed and glorified God saying, we never saw it on this fashion. Now down here where we come from, we ain't never seen it like that. Amen. Father God, we love you. God, we thank you. And Lord, we come to praise you tonight. And Lord, for the privilege and honor it is to be in your house tonight, God. And Lord, I come to you tonight asking you, Lord, to move, God, one more time on this side of heaven tonight, God. Lord, you know every need in this building, God. You know every situation, God. You know every problem, Lord. And God, I pray right now, Lord, you would move on behalf of your people, God. Lord, touch them, God. Help them tonight, God. Lord, me that need tonight God I pray for your help I pray for that unction that anointing God that I would get myself out of the way Lord just let you have liberty here tonight God and move and do what needs to be done tonight God we we desperately God we need revival and God we pray this week God would you move tonight God in this place Lord I, I love this church tonight God and Lord we pray that you would move tonight Lord I love brother Dennis tonight God and bless the man of God and help the man of God and Lord touch the man of God and touch the church God Lord revive your people tonight God Lord in such a way that this world could stand back and say we've never seen it like this Oh, God, this week, would you move? God, tonight, would you move? Lord, right now, God, would you move? And, Father, we'll thank you, God. We will praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. I want to preach on this thought. When Jesus is in the house. When Jesus is in the house. We we need in this nation right now, I, I believe one of the greatest needs right now in America, amen, is, is that we could say and leave here tonight knowing that Jesus is in his house. Yeah, yeah. I told you a while ago, I've been in 24 churches since February the 7th. And I promise you tonight what you felt and what you see and what you have already experienced in here you don't see this everywhere you go. God laid this on my heart because last Sunday, the 25th, I had a preacher friend of mine. As a matter of fact, I've probably told y'all the story before how I would go to this man's house every Saturday. There were three of us in our church. I just got saved, hadn't been saved long, and every Saturday we would go and knock on Randy's door. And he would tell his wife Joyce to tell us that he ain't there. We knew he was there. This went on for several months, preacher. We would go and we would knock on his door and he would tell his wife to tell us that he wasn't home. One Saturday it snowed and he told Joyce, he said, they won't come today. It's snowing. We never missed a Saturday. He said, they won't come today because it's snowing. He said, I'll tell you if they come today, I'll go to church tomorrow. And guess who knocked on his door? And he did the same thing that he did every time we went before. He said, tell him I ain't here. But this time we didn't walk off. This time we didn't walk away. This time we went out and knelt in his front yard in the pouring down snow and prayed for that lost man in there to get saved. See, he didn't tell us he'd go to church. He told her if we came, he'd go to church. And guess who showed up the next morning? 
Guess who got saved that day? Amen, Brother Randy. Richardson got saved. Amen. And God called Brother Randy to preach. It wasn't long after that, Brother Randy started pastoring a church. He, he pastored the first Free Will Baptist Church in Dallas, North Carolina. He pastored Bethel Free Will Baptist Church for 10 years in Gastonia. He left there and he was going to Bright Light Baptist Church as their youth minister over a group of about 100 children. When God told him to leave there, now he pastors God can Baptist Church in, in Bessemer City. He asked me, and he called me a couple of months ago and said, I'm going on vacation the 25th of July. He said, can you preach for me that Sunday morning, that Sunday night? I said, it'd be an honor. And I went to his church. I've been there before. I've been there when they, they, this this building, y'all. It, it, it was just it was there. Nobody it was vacant. Nobody used it, and he was meeting in a house. When somebody told him about this building, he went and checked on it. Went to the city and wanted to know who owned it, and they finally found the gentleman that owned the building. He gave it to him. I mean, I've, I've been in services where God was moving, and God's been in that church. But something happened Sunday. The preacher's gone. I went Sunday morning and there was about, I don't know, maybe nine showed up. They didn't have anybody to open up. The man met me in the parking lot and here's what he said. He said, can you open up? I said, what do you mean? He said, well, he said, I'll introduce you. He said, can you do all the rest of it? You know, take up that offering stuff and all that thing. I said, sure I can. I passed church 22 years. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> and we got through Sunday morning. And we went back Sunday night. Sunday night, them same nine people came. And they brought two more. They brought two children. This elderly couple brought in this, I don't know, three or four year old little girl and little boy. And the moment Grandma put that little girl down, she's running through this church. I said, man, I wish I had that kind of energy. <laughs> I wish I could run like that again. I mean, she's just running everywhere. But then it's time to start. It's 6 o'clock. We got to start the service. The old fellow that asked me to sing, he said, can you open up? <laughs> sure. And I got up there and I said, anybody got any prayer requests? And here's what I got. Yeah, that's it. That same look. (laughs) They just stared at me. No prayer requests. Nothing. And the whole time this little girl's still running around the church. And I'm thinking somebody needs to get her. I said, anybody want to sing? <laughs> now, I can't sing. I ain't even going to try that. I tried that one time. My wife says, please don't try that no more. <laughs> and I figured my wife would tell me the truth when they won't nobody else tell me the truth. And my wife said, please, Randy, she said, don't try that no more. I figured I better not try that no more. She said, stick with what you know, son. <laughs> I said, anybody want to sing? Y'all, it was deader than four o'clock. 
There was no moving of God. And this little girl is still running around. And about that time, she ran through that pew. And Grandpa tried to grab her. She said, no. And that's when I seen it. That's when I seen the devil. And this little girl ran out that pew and down through here. And I ran that piano and came and laid. I'm right here. She laid in the floor beside the pulpit screaming like a demon. Listen, church. Somebody needs to get this child. Nobody moved. I said, if ain't nobody got any prayer requests, nobody wants to sing. And this kid's still screaming to the top of her lungs. I said, would you stand? We're going to dismiss and go home. And that's what I did. And I thought to myself, somebody needs to tell them that Jesus ain't in this church no more. And I've been in 24 churches and I ain't seen nothing like that. That he's not in his house. And if there's ever a time in the, the history of this nation that Jesus needs to be in his house, this is his house. It's right now, preacher. We, we need Jesus in the house. Amen. I, I read this story. Jesus is in the house. Amen. And, and here's what happened. I don't know if you know. how. Why did it happen like this? Why in the world did it even take place like it took place? That it was noised abroad that Jesus was in the house. When Jesus is in the house, people are going to talk about it. I got news for you. When he ain't in the house, people are going to talk about it. Amen. When he ain't here, you know what they're going to say? That's the deadest place I've ever been in. Amen. I don't want to go back. Why would you want to go back if Jesus ain't going tonight? It was noised abroad that he was in the house. Yeah. You got to go back to chapter one and read the last few uh-huh. verses of that chapter where there was a man, the Bible said, of leprosy. This man of, of leprosy came to him and Jesus touched him and Jesus cleansed him and the Bible said he charged that man, hey man, not to say anything. But if you go back, the Bible says he went out and began to publish, to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter. I mean, bless God, he went everywhere telling everybody what Jesus did for him. Amen. He blazed the trail, amen, of what Jesus Christ had done for him, amen. Could it be that it's not noised abroad in our churches now because we don't have anybody blazing the trail, telling the world what Jesus has done? Amen. The Bible said he blazed the trail in so much that Jesus could no more openly even enter into a city. The Bible said he had to go to desert places and they would come to where he was. And then he came back to Capernaum again and it was in the house and it was noised abroad that Jesus was in the house. When Jesus is in the house, things begin to happen, y'all. 
when, when Jesus is in the house. And by the way, I don't know about you, but I want Jesus in the house. I want Jesus in my house. <laughs> Hey man, I, I'm talking about where I live. Hey man, I, I want Jesus. I want everybody to know when they pass by 109 Pilots Ridge Drive that they something different about that house. Amen. And it ain't the grass, and it ain't the flowers, and it ain't the trees. It's Him. Amen. I want them to know that Jesus is in the house. I believe that people in this area ought to know. Don't you want that to be said about your church? Don't, don't you want that to be said, amen, about your church, that Jesus is in the house? Because when he's in the house, things begin to take place. I, I believe that people, amen, are looking for him. The problem is sometimes they're looking in the wrong places, y'all. Amen. I, I believe people want to see him. I believe people want to see the Lord, amen, but they're looking in all the wrong places, amen. The Bible says that these folks showed up at the church, at the house where the Lord was, and the snow is abroad, that he's in the place. When Jesus shows up, watch this, and I got to thinking about this ever since last Sunday. I got to thinking about this. When, when Jesus shows up, number one, He'll be the main attraction in the house. I, I, I didn't come to bust your bubble tonight, but I got news for you. This ain't about you. Hey, man, this ain't about me. It ain't about us. It's all about him. Amen. They came. I don't believe they came to see a preacher. I don't believe they came to see a program. I don't believe they came to see a performance. They came to see. It was North of Somebody blazed a trail about the Lord. And they all wanted to come and see this man that could heal leprosy. And Jesus was in the house, amen. And the Bible says they all came and it was noised abroad that he's in the place. Amen. Can I say this tonight and, and, and don't get mad? The house of God is not a theater. That's my bad knee. Wait till I get to the good one. It ain't a theater, amen. It ain't a place for you to come and park for about an hour and 30 minutes and go to sleep. Amen. This is church. It's a place to worship. It's the house of God, amen. Jesus is in the house, amen. And when he's in the house, he ought to be the main attraction, amen. What we need in the house of God tonight's him. Can I say, we don't need a light show. Hey man, we, we 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 don't need no fog machines. Hey man, we don't we don't need no strobe lines. Hey man, we need the Lord Jesus Christ back in His house. Hey Amen. Uh, we need Jesus. Hey Amen. To be the main attention, the main attraction in the house. You, you, you know Revelation chapter three. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 2 that he's walking in the midst of the church and the candlesticks and Jesus in the midst of the church. He's, he's walking in the midst of his people. But something happened between chapter 2 and chapter 3 because when you get to the church age of the church of the Lord of Sins, yeah, that age we're living in, that last church age, that lukewarm 
church. He said, I'd rather you be hot or cold. You know where he's at when you read it? He's on the outside. Knocking. Trying to get back in. He's trying to get back in. He wants to come back in. We ought to let him in. We should have been praying that he'd already be here when we got here. Amen. We don't need Jesus on the outside. We need Jesus on the inside. Amen. I wonder, I wonder what happened, preacher, between chapter 2 and chapter 3 that causes the Lord to be on the outside of his church. I believe it's the same thing that's happening in this, this generation. He was no longer the main attraction. They made it all about them instead of him. And when you make it about you instead of him, Hey man, he, he ain't gonna stick around long. Hey Amen. I'm afraid that there's churches tonight. Hey Amen. Where where he's not the preeminent one. Hey Amen. That that word just simply means he surpasses everything and everybody. Hey Amen. He ought to be over everything and everybody. Hey Amen. He ought to be above it all. He is the head of the body. Hey Amen. But I'm afraid tonight there's churches around us. Hey Amen. They kicked him out. And when you kick him out, the glory's gone. I seen the preacher. I saw him on ice. Now this preacher ain't called me yet. He got back on vacation yesterday. He ain't called me yet. Because I'm going to tell him when he calls. Somebody need to get that youngin. (laughs) I couldn't even preach, amen. It's a sad day when you come in the house of God, amen. And listen, I know I had kids. I had two of them. Mine wasn't no different than yours, amen. They want to get up and run around too till you put a stop to it. That's what they make a B-E-L-T for. That ain't B-L-T. <laughs> amen. No, that's what they make a belt for. Bless God, you get them in line in the house of God, amen. Yeah. Turn me in, go ahead. My daughter tell you I beat her. The only whooping she ever had, she's five years old. I told her to go outside and play. Janet worked the weekend shift. I said, I'm trying to clean this house up. Go outside and play with your brother. No! Hold on a minute. (laughs) What did you say? (laughs) She said, no! I said, you tell me no one more time. She was five years old. She's 34 now, she'll tell you. (laughs) Only whooping she ever had. Didn't take but one time. I whipped that youngin, and she went in that bedroom screaming. Ah! I said, shut up. I'll give you something to cry about. Yeah. Ah! I said, hey. She said, no. I went and I whipped her again. Yeah, <laughs> My granddaughter, her daughter, <laughs> told me no. She said, don't tell him no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, don't tell him no. <laughs> She ain't never forgot it. Amen. Amen. Listen, when he's in the house, it ought to be about him and nothing else and nobody else. Amen. And if there ever was a time that we need Jesus back in the house and him be the main attraction in the house, y'all, it's right now. In America, amen, we need Jesus, amen, in the house. He needs to be the main focus because when he's gone, the glory's gone, Bless him, Lord. and the spirit's gone. Amen. 
And when that's all departed, all you've got left is a building with some dead people. Oh, God, revive this nation one more time. We need you back in the house, God. Lord, we, we need you back in your house, Lord. Lord, we need you to show up in the house. Amen. When Jesus is in the house, it's all about him. He's the main attraction. When Jesus is in the house, watch this. The word of God will be the authority in the house. The Bible said in verse 2, when they came, straightway many gathered together, and so much that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word to them. And you ought to thank God tonight that you've got some men of God, you've got a pastor of this church that'll preach you the word of God. Hey, man, I don't know what he's preaching down there now. But I'm fixing to find out, preacher, amen. That's my friend. He's been a friend a long time, amen. But when you start preaching the word of God, y'all, it'll do something, amen. It'll take authority in the house of God, amen. And we, we need the word of God, amen, to be preached in this nation right now. You know why? Because they don't want it preached in this nation right now. And we better be real careful, y'all, because here's what's happening in other states in this nation right now. In Texas. They want your pastor to send in their notes before they can even preach them in the pulpit. They ain't getting my notes. It's my notes. God gave me them notes. And I'm going to preach what God, they want them so they can go over them. Amen. And then they're going to write back what you got to take out and what you can't say. They didn't tell me to say it. God told me to preach. Amen. They ain't mama called Papa sin. Bless God, we God called men. And God needs him. God called men to stand in the pulpit and preach what thus says God. I don't care if a hair lifts the devil and your mama. Amen. We need some men of God that'll stand up and preach the word of God again. Where the word of God's got the authority in the house of God. Amen. Oh, I know what they want now. Had a lady told me last year, right in the middle of COVID. She said, you need to calm down. <laughs> I'm out on a platform. It's 98 degrees out there, and I, I can't go in an air-conditioning building. You tell me to calm down. There's <laughs> uh, uh, something wrong with this picture. Amen. We ought to be in there. We shouldn't be out here. We need to go back in. Yep, and I'm yep. preaching as hard as I can preach. Amen. That's on a little platform in a parking lot. Yep, yep. She said, you need to calm down. She said, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Oh, God. You've got feelings. <laughs> you ought to thank God somebody got on your feelings. Hey, man, I walked into church 38 years ago. Hey, man, that long-haired hippie strung out on dope, strung out on alcohol, lost it on my way to hell when a man of God stood in a pulpit and offended me. Hey, man, hurt my feelings. And I did like you. I got mad. I left. I didn't get saved. I left. He ain't gonna talk. Who's he think he is anyhow? I said this one time. I told my wife, you, you, I accused her of telling him everything I was doing, by the way. Because he preached on everything I was doing. I didn't see nobody else acting like me. I, I didn't see nobody else getting upset by what he was saying but me. I got upset, amen. He, he done got on everything preacher I'm doing. And, and we got in the car. She said, what's wrong with you? I said, you called the man. You had to. 
Ain't no way nobody, that man knew all that about me. Uh, I'd never been in church. That was the first time. 22 years old, never been in church. I said, what is it with y'all? Y'all, y'all pay that man. Y'all pay him. She said, yeah, we paid the pastor. I said, y'all pay the man and tell you, you're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it for free. Yeah. And you you paying the man. She said, Richard, you're under conviction. Yeah. She said, God's speaking to you. You need to be saved. Yeah. yeah. I said, I don't know nothing about all this. Hey, man, and then I got to thinking, what have I got myself into? I, I, I went home and she, she came to the house and mama said, how'd it go? I said, it wasn't good. That man told me everything I was doing was wrong. I ain't doing nothing right. I ain't living right. Everything I'm doing is all yeah, wrong. Yeah. My wife began to talk to my mama and I, I was trying to slip out of there, preacher. Honestly, I was trying to get away from her. And she, she lowered the... You going back tonight? Are you crazy? Yeah. Going back in there? Why would I go back? She said, you told my aunt you'd go to church for her. Uh-huh. And if she was here, she'd go tonight. And I went back that night, and you know what that man did? Same thing he did that morning. Yeah. <laughs> he plowed my field again. This time he turned up rocks and everything else. Amen. The stuff I had buried down deep inside that nobody knew about. He said, God knows what you've got hid down there. God knows everything about you. God sees you just like you are. Tore me up. Amen. Told me I was going to hell again. Then it sunk in. He's talking about you. Hey, man, he's talking to me. I'm dying. I'm going to hell. I don't want to go to hell. And then he told me, the word of God has power to change your life. All you have to do is come and accept him as your savior. And I got saved that night. And I can tell you, amen, that the word of God will change your life. There's power, power in the word of God, amen. Paul warned us of this day. Paul told us in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 3 that they were going to come a time. Amen. That they were going to heap teachers that would tickle, turn from, amen, to false doctrines, to fables and everything and want somebody to tickle their ear and tell me how good I am. I'm going to tell you how bad you are. You want me to tell you how good you are? I'll tell you how good you are. You're good enough to die and go to hell without Amen. Jesus. Amen. That's how Amen. good. There's none good. No, but one. Amen. They ain't no good in us. All our rights is like filthy rags. They ain't nothing good about us. It's all about him. Amen. Amen. And we need his word preached in the church. Yes, Amen. Because there's authority in that word. Amen. Amen. Every time Jesus spoke, things begin to happen. Amen. Amen. You know what they want now? <laughs> you know what they want in the church now? Can we get a motivational speaker preacher? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we wouldn't get the job. Uh, 
<laughs> they, 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 don't, they don't want to see my resume. <laughs> I ain't got one. <laughs> I, had, I, had a church, I had a church call me one time, asked me was I interested. I was pastor and I wasn't interested. I really wasn't. I'm not looking now. <laughs> If God opens the door, he opens the door. Amen. I'm, I'm going to go where God sends me, okay? Somebody asked me the other day, are you looking for a church? No. Nope. I wasn't looking for that one when God sent me down. Stay 22 years, bless God. Amen. You listen to me. When he's in the house, amen, his word, things begin to happen when the word of God's preached. Did he not tell Jonah to go to Nineveh and do what? Go down there and be a motivational speaker. (laughs) Jonah, I want you to go down there and tell everybody in Nineveh that they're good and they're okay and everything's going to be all... Uh He said, I want you to go down there and preach. You go down there and preach to them and Jonah didn't want to go. But when he finally went, because there's power in that book. There's power in God's word. The Bible says the whole city got saved because there's power in that word. And we need we we need preachers. Listen, you're going to be blessed this week. You got Brother Scott coming. Y'all, oh my. What a tremendous man of God he is. Amen. To preach the word of God, amen. He, I, I promise you, he's not some life coach. He's going to try to coach you through life. Your daughter needs a life coach. Really? My daughter needs a lot of things. But she don't need no life coach. My daughter needs Jesus. Amen. And my daughter get Jesus, amen. I promise you, her life will turn out right, Amen. Do you get it now? That's what they're telling us. They'll tell you now, you can't build a church on hard preaching like that. That's exactly what it's going to take. Preaching, amen, was the center. It was the center of the Lord's great commission. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, and he said unto them, go you into all the world and preach the gospel to who? Every creature. What we need in the house of God tonight is for the Lord to be the main attraction and for his word to take authority in his house. Number three, notice this quickly tonight. When Jesus is in the house, the sick will be attended to. (laughs) Can I say tonight that God, and I'm glad he is, is interested in sick people. See, they told her on Friday night at that ball game when I asked her out, don't don't mess with Richard, he's sick. He's bad. You don't want to go nowhere with Richard. There's something wrong with the boy. (laughs) And I wanted to know who was saying that stuff about me because I was going to go whoop somebody. Telling everybody I'm sick, ain't nothing wrong with me. Amen. And when I resigned the church, somebody was spreading the rumor that I had cancer again. I ain't got cancer. I had cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. God delivered me. Amen. God touched me. I had the same thing Brother Terry's got. Amen. Amen. And God touched Brother Terry just like God touched me. You know why? Because God is interested in sick people. Amen. 
Amen. Have you ever come to church feeling bad? I'm going to prove a point right here, bless God. Have you ever come to church and you didn't feel like being here, but you came anyhow? And when you got here, that headache that you had somehow disappeared, went somewhere. You don't know where, but you ain't got it. Amen. Your back was hurting. Your feet was hurting. Your head. Amen. But you got to the house of God and God came down in the midst. Amen. And all of a sudden, whoop, you feel better. Amen. You know why? Because Jesus is interested in sick people. Amen. He ain't never, never turned nobody sick away. When Jesus would come in the midst of somebody sick, hallelujah, amen. Something happened, amen. When Jesus got in the midst, amen. Listen, something takes place, amen. Jesus does not and will not cast out sick people. Amen. I was sick. I was. I just didn't know it. I sinned sick. Amen. About as sick as you could get. About as low down, far down as a man could go. Sick in my sin. Oh, but I'm glad he was in the house that night. Amen. It took care. I'm going to get there in a minute, bless God. He'll take care of your sickness. I'm afraid the problem is we don't have a whole lot of faith in it anymore. Do we not believe he can? If he touched that leopard, and the Bible says he did, the Bible says he came to him, he knelt down before him, saying to him, Will thou not, if thou wilt, thou canst, watch this, thou canst, canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said unto him, I will be thou clean. And that's all it took, amen. That's all it took. And the Bible says this man was made clean. When Jesus in the house, sick people. And sick people were in the house, something takes place. Amen. I I read in this word where blind people would come into his midst. And they would leave sin. (laughs) I read in this word where dumb people would come in his presence, but they would leave speaking. We read here in our text where this crippled man came into his presence, but he left walking. What I'm trying to say is when Jesus is in the house, uh, amen, whatever's ailing you, whatever's wrong with you, God, he is the answer, amen. And he can. He can, if thou would, if thou will, if thou could only believe that he will. Jesus makes a difference. Amen. I don't care what's ailing you. I don't care what's got you down. I don't don't care. Just one, he said he touched him and touched him. I read it right here. Had compassion on him, put put forth his hand and touched him. Yeah. And made him whole. Aren't you glad there was a day in your life when you were sick? Hey man, everybody in here was. Hey man, we were all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We were all born in sin, shaped in iniquity, the Bible says. But aren't you glad one test from God one day? Hey man, he took care of it. Brings me to my next point because not only does he attend to the sick, but he addresses the sin. Uh-huh. That's right. 
And that's the reason a lot of churches, a lot of people don't want Jesus in the church. Because he's going to, uh, he, listen, he'll address your sins. Amen. I'm glad he does. I'm glad he confronts sin. I'm glad, amen. Listen, he knows what you are. He knows who you are. He knows what you're doing right now. Oh, you can hide it. You can hide it from your mama. You can hide it from your daddy. You can hide it from your spouse. You can hide it from the preacher. You can't hide from that all-seeing eye of God. He sees you. Oh, yeah. He sees you. He saw him. He addressed his sin. Not only does he have power to deal with sin, but he has power to find sin. Because when they let him down, and because of their faith, he said, Thy sins be forgiven thee. And what we need in the house of God tonight is for God to move and address sin again in this nation. We've come a long ways, baby. (laughs) A long ways away from God in his own house. When we got people, I was told, (laughs) I didn't know this till this morning, after church. And I apologize for what I preach. I didn't know this till after church. If if y'all would have seen it, y'all wouldn't, you wouldn't have believed it either. Brother Jeremy told me, he said, he said, thank you for the word. He said, no, you, you preach the truth, preacher. He said, and, uh, he said, that, 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 that person in the overalls with the beard. I said, yeah, that guy with the red. He said, that ain't a guy. It's a transgender. Thinks she's okay. Or he's okay. I don't know what they are. I know they ain't okay. And that's what I said, and I'll say it again tonight. I don't care how you walked in here. You don't have to leave here tonight the same way you came in. I know. I I walked in that church again that night, a dope addict, a drunk. I mean, just just way out in sin. But bless God, I left a saint. (laughs) Don't ask. I I, I can't explain it. I just know, bless God, he did it. How do you know he did it? Because the next day, hey man, I got up and I went to work. And every every day, not one day, not two days, every day, I'm going to stop at that same store. And I done figured this thing out. I worked there for about eight years. I got down two Budweiser before I got over the bridge. And I walked in that same store and she wasn't with me. And that preacher wasn't with me. But something spoke to me that day and said, you don't drink that anymore. That's right. You're right, brother. You, you don't drink from that bottle anymore. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you, you don't drink from that fountain anymore. Hell, I'm telling you, they power. They power, amen. Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb of God. And one drop of His blood cleanses you from all your sins. We just need Jesus back in the house, amen, to address the sin problem. If he has power to forgive sin and he has power 
to find sin. The crippled man had a problem that day. Yes, he was crippled. He couldn't walk. But his problem was deeper than that. And Jesus saw it. Mark this down. When he's in the house, I don't care who you are. He's going to address your sin problem. And you're going to do one of two things with it. Get mad and leave. Huff up and puff up and get mad and go. Or you'll give it to him. One of two things, amen. Listen, when Jesus is in the house, he always, and thank God he does, addresses and deals with the sin problem. And and the preacher, thank you, Lord. I'm trying to close. James, the book of James. Here's what he said, dude. If there's any sick among you, let them let, let them call on the elders. Bring bring them down here and let 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 them anoint them with oil. Lay hands on them, anoint them with oil, and the prayer of faith is going to do something. What's the prayer of faith going to do? Heal. It's going to heal you of your sickness. Oh, and he didn't stop there. He said, forgive you of your sins. See, what Jesus was doing on that day in his house, he's still doing the same thing tonight in his house. Yes, sir. If you're sick, he's the answer. If you've got sin, he's the answer. It's in Jesus. It ain't in the Pope. Right, Ain't no hope in the Pope. Amen. Amen. You can tell me your sins all day long, and I'm going to go away from here saying, Good gracious, love. <laughs> wow. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> he told me that thing had a beard, and I said, Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Sitting in church. When Jesus is in the house, I'm going to close. The skeptics will be amazed. He said, is it easier, y'all? He perceived, he knew right when he thought. Right right when it entered into their minds. Who does this man think he is? Uh Only the Son of God can forgive sin. Uh And Jesus perceived. Yeah. Immediately, yeah. he confronts them, uh-huh. and he says, "Okay, is it easier for me to say thy sins be forgiven, or to say to that man over our sick of palsy, arise and get up? Mm-hmm. Which is easier? Just so you'll know, yeah. <laughs> I like uh, this. Just so you'll know that the Son of Man." has power uh-huh. to forgive sin mm-hmm. yeah. and heal too. <laughs> yeah. 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 He said, arise. Uh-huh. He said to that one that was sick of the ball, he said, arise. Yeah. Yeah. 
eyes. He said, get up, take up that bed. And the Bible said, he that was sick got up and took up his bed. Amen. And walked home. And they were all amazed. Amen. And so much the Bible says that they never saw it like this. Wouldn't it be good this week? Wouldn't it be good this week for it to be north abroad that Jesus is in this place? That we ain't never, ever seen it like this. It's coming. It's coming. We need revival. We need God in the house. We need Jesus in the house. We need Jesus in the place this week. Amen. I wonder tonight, how did you walk in here? How did you come in the door? Burned down, broke down, beat down. Been there. Been there. But I'm glad Jesus can take a broke down, beat down, amen, person, amen, and and get them up, amen, encourage them to take another step and go another day. When you feel like giving up and you feel like quitting and the devil's got you thinking there ain't no use, Spirit, to go on anymore, then Jesus comes down in the house. It says, get up, get up, get up. Aren't you glad there was a day told you to get up and carry on? And those around you are amazed. Somebody asked me one time, said, Richard, what happened to you to make you get saved? I said, Jesus. (laughs) No, 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 Richard, what what really happened to you that changed changed you like you are? Because they all knew what I was. I was the wild man running naked in the in the cemetery. That's right. That's right. Amen. No, no, no man could tame it. My mama couldn't do it. My daddy couldn't do it. The law couldn't do it. Why? What happened to you that changed you like you are? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus did it. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the reason. It's Jesus. And they don't want to hear it. It's like, no, there's got to be some scientific logic to this thing. You, something happened. Yeah. Jesus happened. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I went in the church, and Jesus was the main attraction. And the Word of God was the authority being preached. Yeah. And he addressed my sickness, and he addressed my sin, and told me I could be forgiven. And I left in a different way than what I came in. Amen. Oh, by the way, 38 years ain't been the same. <laughs> Whoop! <Yeah. laughs> ain't got over yet. Praise God. Hope you never, do. never smoked anything could do this. Never drank anything yeah. that could do this. Yeah. Yeah. The world ain't got nothing that can do this. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what we need tonight. Every member of Charity Missions Free Will Baptist Church. What you need to do is come to this altar tonight and pray that Jesus will never leave his house. In an hour where there's church that don't have his presence. We need Jesus back in his house. that he'll be the main attraction he'll be the center of it all Lord help me to get my eyes off myself my neighbor, my friend, my family God help me to get my eyes on you
need to be healed. Oh, oh God. Stay right here. I know he can. I know he can. Amen. I've pastored there for years. Been sick a lot. And my legs is. What's your name, preacher? I would rather this. I'm a member of Brother Howard. My legs is just. I have to use this crutch to stay on my feet. Father God, we want to thank you once again for the privilege, Lord, we have. Lord, to call on your name again today, God. Lord, I, I want to thank you, Lord, for Brother Howard, Lord. God, I thank you for this man of God that's preached your word. And God, Lord, I pray right now, Lord, you'll touch him, God. Lord, touch his feet. God, touch his legs. God, touch his body from the top of his head. God, down to the sole of his feet. God, touch this man of God right now, Lord. God, I know you can. He he knows you can. God, we believe. Lord, that all things are possible through you, by you, and for you. God, we pray right now. God, touch him, Lord. God, touch him. Lord, touch him, Lord. And Lord, we'll praise you, and God, we'll thank you for what you do for Brother Howard. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Brother Howard, I know he can. Amen. If he can touch a leopard, if he could tell that crippled man to rise again, then I know he can touch you. I've been, I've been sick for life. I've had kidney, took it out, and all kind of stuff. Cancer and God touch him, Jesus. God touched that. I believe he can touch my legs. Yes, amen. I about fell this morning. Oh, God, help him, Lord. Fell in the house two three days ago. Oh, God, help him, Lord. Touch him, Father, right now. I believe he'll do it. Yes, amen. I believe he'll do it. I believe he'll do it. Yes. I believe he'll do it. Yes, amen. Yes. He can, amen. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad Jesus is in there.